everyone, welcome to Griplock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined always by Trevor and Connor. I'll be straight up with you all. Not a ton of disc golf happened this past week, but that's okay because we're going to talk about a ton of stuff because there's a lot of talking points. First of all, we're going to go to the Patreon question of the week. We're going to highlight uh, what one of you did. You you made one of our segments into a website and it's incredible. Oh, heck so we'll yeah. have I've heard about that. this. Uh, we'll talk to the Cascade Challenge. There also was the Tim Selinski uh, Masters Major went down. Paul's headed to Europe, Trevor's trivia, and Simon had some interesting Instagram takes. So poof, out of thin air comes a grip lock. But first, poof. word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Double G Craft Jerky. Oh. Don't forget the craft part. I wouldn't. Uh, Double G has all kinds of amazing flavors. Um, hot boom sauce, garlic lover's dream, Nate Sexton, sweet and spicy. My favorite. Uh, that's their best seller, apparently. Oh, uh, McBeast barbecue, um, which is another one of their top sellers. Uh, they got original flavor, smash crack pepper, teriyaki. That's my favorite. Whole bunch of them. They're delicious. Um, they also uh, sponsor the Double G Children's Foundation. Every bag sold contributes to the promotion of disc golf um, to youth. They they buy di- discs and baskets for inner city children as well, and they donate thousands of dollars um, to families in need for money for events. Um, with every bag of the McBeast flavor and max weight uh, size of the bag, which is also like a McBeast sponsored one, uh, money is donated to the Paul McBeth Foundation for that. They also offer a one ounce bag. It's a huge hit for player packs because that's just an awesome thing to get in your players pack. You have a yeah. little snack for the course. Um, you can also get hats. I'm not wearing mine right now, but I'm, you see me often wearing my double G jerky hat. You can buy those on the site too. They do subscriptions, which is really cool. You can have uh, jerky delivered to you every month. They do three, six, and 12-month options with as many bags as you want. Um, and then, yeah, they also have gift cards, too. So you can you can do that option to give somebody a gift of Double G Jerky. But right now, you can get 10% off your order with code FOUNDATION. That's 10% off your order with code FOUNDATION. Make sure to support Double G Craft Jerky. They're a big part of helping us run the show and our uh, tour that's coming up. So... Yeah, shout out to Double Jerky. Fueling us on the road. That's right. Code Foundation, 10%. All right, so we're going to start off with a little Patreon question of the week. If you're not sure where this comes from, our Patreon uh, is called the Heiser Club. We have Heiser Club members, and every week they get an exclusive podcast called the Heiser Club Mailbag, where they ask us a bunch of questions, typically very like personal, get to know us mm-hmm. a lot more questions. The ones I pull for Grip Locked are a lot more disc golf facing. Um, and actually, if you want to join the Heiser Club, you can get a 30-day free trial. You can even get 10% or 15% off your orders, depending on your tier, at foundationdisc.com. That's and where again, we get personal. You can get a 30-day free trial. So if you want to just save some money without spending any money, free trial. That's Head over to patreon.com slash foundationdiscoff to learn more and join in. But this question actually comes from two weeks ago, literally because last week's questions were pretty much all personal they all were like weren't really disc golf based mm-hmm. which is what that show is for so which we love it's yeah. awesome but for this show went back two weeks found a question from sir justice ballard longtime patron said what is your favorite feeling disc in the hand and in which plastic i remember answering this i don't either to be honest but this is a so, great question favorite feeling doesn't matter how it flies it can be one of those discs where you love how it feels <laughs> hate how it flies there are some, yeah this is actually a great question because um, like my answer will probably not even be something that's in my back we're gonna stick yeah, with I get with that. the uh the plastic it's made in so mm, this isn't okay. going to be one of the questions of like you can have a disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like genuine disc on the market. It's a disc best you felt. Feeling disc doesn't matter how it flies. I will say in my bag right now, one that really feels good is the Quake. It just like I and let me preface this by saying I'm a, I power grip almost everything. So that's kind of like where I'm at here. Where like if I'm describing the way a disc feels in my hand, it's how my power grip kind of sinks into it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I got one. I, re- I really like the way that 
and everybody believes this right now, so I'm very I'm not unique in this, but I really like the way that the hex feels. The first yeah. time that we had hexes in, like a like a while ago, um, I picked one up and I was like, this is one of the best feeling mid ranges I've ever felt. It was just so comfortable. Yeah. And then I got a hold of it in the freaking fission plastic, and then we all here are people who historically have enjoyed baseline mid ranges. Mm-hmm. So what I love about the fission plastic is you get the like you get good durability because you have the pr- premium plastic around the rim, but you have like a baseline feel in the middle. So like the hex, which is a great feeling mold with like a baseline feel to it, it's incredible. The fission also enhances the gyro effect. Yes. Because the true. micro bubble technology in the flight plate makes mm. the rim more heavier in comparison to the other more heavier. Um I think I'm gonna just go with Champ Thunderbird. It's a good okay. I yeah. haven't really found anything, which is funny because it's Classy. not in my bag right now. I have mm. PDs in my bag right now. I go through phases where I just kind of want a PD. I want nice. to switch he it goes up. Through phases, but mm, all no. time like I'll, I've never picked up a Champion Thunderbird and been like, this doesn't feel good to me. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Disc. I'm gonna say this is a disc that's not in my bag anymore, but I remember loving the way it felt to like power grip and throw drives with, and that is a 400 PA4. I love yeah. the way that disc oh, felt. You're talking about the ones that the the not clear ones, but the ones that are no, they like, were clear. Oh, I really like the ones that were more like the, the star. The one I ones. had was clear, but it had a little bit of give to it. it wasn't like stiff. Okay, um, which is typical to like that prodigy plastic, especially for putters, and loved it. And you could just mash it, and my my fingers just sunk into that grip. And another disc I felt that has a similar shape, and so the re- I also liked it was the Gateway Magic. I putted with mm. that disc, but every once in a while I'd power grip and be like, this might be the best feeling yeah. disc ever. <laughs> so there you go. There you have it. Um, let us know in the comments down below. What is your favorite feeling disc in the hand and what plastic? Yeah. Mm. We'll wait for you. I'm Jeff. I didn't need to get a 400 PA4. <laughs> I was letting him comment. I was letting him comment. <laughs> I was just was laughing at Trevor. Yeah, Trevor's just <laughs> trying to do that in there, man. Uh, so... Last week we were talking about. I think it was last week on Crip Lock. I need yeah. to like sit up more. It was last week, no, dude. My posture is being wake brutal, Hunter. Good man, chill. Um, <laughs> last week we were talking about how ratings are like inflated in different areas, and like mm-hmm. a 900 rated player in Virginia is a different rating in a different state, and blah yeah. blah blah. Rating inflation. And obviously, it turned into a little bit of a joke. And then we said that it'd be very funny to have this ratings converter. That is totally unbiased. I need to find the disc. And 100% here. accurate based on math. <laughs> Somebody made it? And someone made it. No way. And I tweeted That's it out. awesome. I tweeted it out and let everyone know. And obviously, you Griplock listeners, you you know that this is fake. This is, this but, is made by yeah. ML, um, ML Pawns or ML Pones on Discord, a.k.a. Shout, Matt. Shout out, Matt. Shout out, Matt. Heck yeah. Uh, are thank you, Matt, I, I for making my it. dreams come true. I tweeted it. And the first thing I did, obviously, is we're going to the West Coast. So I'll just do it again. Um, so Virginia, we'll just call me a 940 rated player and we're going to California. So let's see what a Virginia 940 rated player is in California. I'm 972 rated in Cali. Dang, Hunter, so pop I'm going to be like the typical people in Cali, if you're listening right now, I'm 3.2 strokes better than you. No matter what your rating is, that's how this thing works. <laughs> um, no, if you're 972 rated in Cali, you'd be 940 in Virginia. So just know when the bogey here. bros come, we're bringing a little East Coast grit with yeah, us. A little East Coast grit. grit. We got that grit. Yeah, EC grit. grit. And I'm going to just, just to prove it's real. All we eat is grit. Just to prove it's real, I'm going to go California 972. Two back to Virginia just to show you the conversions always make the sure same. it's consistent yeah uh yeah so as it's it shows totally on my screen right here <laughs> it's 972 they're equal you're good I'm it's gonna work. refresh it really quick convert it again 
Um, oh, for, you know what? The, the site crashed a little bit. Let me just, I had to retype. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, Google, it's Google's fault. Google. It's Google's fault, Google, yeah. man. Uh, back to Virginia. Okay, so it's a little little different. Nine, nine, uh, it said might want to consider MA3. <laughs> I didn't realize you added yeah. that in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're about the same as Cali. We'll just call it that. I think oh. it's there. <laughs> on my screen, right? No deets. Yeah, we well, don't want to give away too much. This is no, a, we don't want yeah. people to really know what. Well, yeah. you know what? Let's just go back and let's just go Virginia 972 to Cali just to like lock it in here. Convert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like a 980 rated player in Cali this time. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, it you know be... what? It's a point of diminishing returns. Once you get too good in a state, that yeah. makes sense. That, then it's just sense. like you start what's becoming Trevor, more. What's Trevor? What's your rating? Mm. Trevor's probably like 10 <laughs> ish, 10. ish. So we'll go 10 Nine. 10. Okay, yeah, Let's yeah. just go Oregon I was for Trevor. 40, I think. Virginia to Oregon, 10 10. Oregon's about the same as Virginia. Okay. Oh, okay. 10 10 is about oh, a thousand. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that, Oregon. If you yeah. think about it, tre- trees. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there are more trees, trees up there. Let's yeah, go yeah. Idaho. Let's just go a thousand. Let's just go scratch golfer. Idaho, Idaho, they, Idaho have play pota- Boise. they have potatoes, so the potatoes will probably play in. So Idaho is actually tougher. Toughest state will face. Must be so the potatoes. Far. The potatoes. It's the potatoes. Is um, Idaho known for potatoes for some reason? Where yes, am I getting that from? Okay, I, I don't know. Gannon Burr's from Idaho. Ask him uh, about potato the potatoes. Man. Um, Virginia to Utah. It doesn't even want to convert that one. We got. Are we going to keep that bit going? That we have to keep that okay. bit. Yeah. Gannon Burr's from Idaho. And you can't tell me any difference. Uh, Utah. So Utah's broken. Utah doesn't work. Utah sucks. <laughs> you can't, you're not well. You're not allowed to play disc golf in Utah. That's what it is. Because if it's a, oh here we I go. Oh dude. So Nevada, they're inflated. They're way inflated. So oh, a thousand dang. rated player in Virginia, which is about what Trev, what I am. Mm-hmm. I'm about a thousand rated in Virginia. Like I said at the beginning of this segment, about yeah. thousand rated. Uh, I'm about ten forty one in Nevada. Oh, yeah. so them some, some so what they're doing is you're yeah. going and you're spending all your ratings on uh, on the slot machines. Yep, and but you win every time, so yeah. you get yes. a higher rating. That's yep. right, forty one percent return. Um, and then from Nevada, we're going to Cali. So let's just go thousand rated Virginia to Cali, and I'm rated ten fifty in Cali if I'm thousand in Virginia. Oh, okay, go. okay. Yeah. So yeah. beating by five point three strokes. So basically, round. when Paul it feels was in, different than. The first time you did it, no, 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 it's up because you're rating different regions, different regions. This gotcha, time I picked gotcha, Huntington Beach because yeah, yeah. I wanted to see what Paul. So that like, makes sense. When Paul was 1050 rated and lived in Cali, and then moved to Virginia, he was only a thousand rated. It's true. Yeah. So that's why, okay. we, that's Dude, why we consider Paul an East Coast golfer. Rated Paul was is he got back up to the 1040, 1050 that level golf sense. on the East Coast? Yeah, yeah. I respect him. So, so that's much why we, now he was only playing on the East Coast at that point too. Yeah. Yep. So that's why we consider him an East Coast. Now golfer. is he a European golfer? That's yes. true. Can we go to Europe here? No, that would be sick. No. We what co- what coast Europe. is Europe? Uh, the North West. Coast? <laughs> Apparently, uh, someone responded to my tweet and said that in Finland, people say, like, oh, you want to improve your rating? Just go to the States. Dang, dude. So. Whoa. Dang, I kind of uh, believe that's that. Sick. I like that, though, because, like, how are you going to yeah. prove it's wrong? Well, I mean, we just sent. We just sent an alien Paul McBeth to your country, so we'll find out how that statement's true. Yeah. Uh, but no, speaking of Paul, I just tweeted sent the that predator over there. I tweeted that link out saying like, "This is a hundred percent true." You know, try this thing out; it definitely will tell you the same results. And then Paul responded in like, he was like, "I'm he curious was to see like, if they used." He's like, "What's the math? Like, is really to like have this like truly be honest? Like, players had to only play within their state and blah blah blah." And I responded and said, "It's a hundred percent fake." Literally, <laughs> literally exactly what we wanted to happen. We were talking about it last week. Happened, so yeah, that was amazing. Like the listeners, our Griplock listeners, they were immediately responding, being like, "It's a Griplock segment." Like, and people were like, "Oh, this is the worst day of my life." Just found out the goat doesn't listen to Griplock. Blah blah. blah. 
so the grip log listeners were like leaning into the joke and like mm-hmm. going off with it in responses like pretty fun. it was amazing and then people who weren't grip block listeners and still aren't probably you're probably not hearing this they were buying yeah, into suckers they're like what the frick like that doesn't make any sense it was great it they're was like great dang time. i'm so much better on the west coast yeah so if you want to pull that on your friends it's touchingdiscs.com careful careful touching discs <laughs> d-i-s-c-s dot com what was that d-i-s-c-s d-i-s-c-s dot com <laughs> Very funny that he named it that too. So touchingdiscs.com. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just, oh, you know. I forgot Connor didn't know about that. Yet. I did. I haven't heard about any up. of this. This yeah. is like, I think this proves. We are like, children. This bit <laughs> proves that like we need to do this more often. Like we talked about the Hall of Fame thing where like we just like invent a Hall of Fame and start inducting people and see if people get riled up about it. I think this proves like we need to start doing yeah, stuff like that. More I completely often. agree. Because it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Because people are just melting. Um, speak, we've been talking about the West Coast a lot. We do leave on Thursday. Two days. Yeah. Two days. So, Tuesdays. If Tuesdays. you're Friday, if you live in Portland, Oregon area, come out to the Bogey Row Battles. Um, we're doing one at the Milo Combination Course. I think that you used a little bit of East and West, right? Something like that. The Beaver that. State Course, new layout. Uh, uh, we'll be a- staying at the Holiday Inn Express on Circle Court, uh, <laughs> yeah. room 305. <laughs> Imagine you like actually come for a good time. That's like the office. Those all like, made up. Just let everybody know. Yeah, I don't even. <laughs> not the first part. Uh, we well, we also haven't checked in, so we definitely don't know. Our about room the battle. Number. The battle's real. The battle's real. Connor's, yes. Connor's no, my made part up. was made up. Don't listen to me. <laughs> We're gonna play at. Um, <laughs> so I jammed everybody. We're playing at Milo at one p.m. that day, and we're playing the the first course because we were gonna play Milo East and Milo West, but they haven't. They're not moving things back until the end of June from beaver state i don't know why but so the first match we're playing at timber woods or timber park i want to make sure i get it right uh timber park at 8 30 a.m and this is local time and then the milo east battle will be local at time 1 to PM. portland yes local not time, currently local local, local time, time to where we are at um, the time. yeah and then you know follow us on instagram uh and facebook twitter but mainly instagram to keep up with wit what battles we're doing when in yeah. your local area because obviously we're going so the bogey road battles will be happening if you haven't seen the post portland oregon boise idaho ogden utah las vegas nevada phoenix arizona los angeles california and the greater san francisco area we'll have one in san jose i think that's where de la viega is we'll finally get to play there you know i realized i think i, did I explained it on the podcast my previous the my um hmm? misspeak about de la I'm not no, sure. I, so. I explained it to y'all, but when we long ago, long ago, we were oh, talking about Dayla, yes, the stone thing, and we were saying about you know how Dayla it shouldn't be on tour, blah uh-huh. blah blah. I think it's gonna be a black. It's the course I'm the most excited to play. I think it's gonna be a fantastic. Um, it's gonna be a very fun course to play. Very fun recreational course. Very fun to film oh, on. It's gonna be recreational. But I don't. I didn't. I was like saying how it's not meant for tour, and I stand by that. And then I was saying that, like, after I went through it all, obviously, you Daylaw stands uh, came after me, rightfully so. If someone said that about my little course, I'd say the same thing. And I, the next episode, we were talking about Daylaw again. And I was like, I feel like when if I ever step pro- foot on the Daylaw property, I'm going to get stoned. We're in disc golf. Clearly, oh, stoned yeah, yeah. in disc golf <laughs> means something completely different. Well, stoned in life means something completely different than the way I was saying it. I was saying the like historical torture method of physically like where people pick up rocks and throw them at you. <laughs> at you and like I'd be like ran off the property because I was being stoned 
And then I realized when I was, I was looking at comments because I wanted to do a similar, like, the Bogey Bro where we have, like, Blonde Dude Blows comment. Mm-hmm. I want to do one of those, but, like, West Coast-themed comments. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to find them, and I was like, oh, there'll definitely be some good ones from Daylaw. And then I found someone, like, getting offended, just thinking that I was saying there's going to be so many people smoking pot on the court that I'm going to just get stoned from secondhand smoking. And I was like, it just then clicked with me that if you just say stoned in a normal day-to-day life, you don't mm-hmm. mean the punishment. Yeah. So I want to clear that up before we get out there. I expected to be stones to be thrown at me. Is that more or less offensive to the day law people? Yeah, we're gonna uh, I can't tell, but at least you're being clear. I'm and being I appreciate clear. that. No, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting when we rolled up to the property, people to be picking up stones, chucking them at me to get me off the course. Yeah. I'm going to do it if they don't. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah now, speaking of the Northwest, we that did have the rental van is going to be a tin can by the time we're done. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's we right. did have the Cascade Challenge go down. Um, silver event, silver event, silver series. What I meant to say the second time. Um, <laughs> In Washington. It was in Washington. I almost said Oregon. It was in Washington. The, the fake Oregon. The fake. Mm. The Washington. It's okay. Trail. Actually, we're not playing in Washington, yeah. so we can say stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll Where be real DC with you. Is? I didn't really get to watch much of this. I saw some clips of it. Um, I was in a friend's wedding all weekend long, so I was tied up doing stuff, uh, unfortunately. But we can go over the results. Um and talk through kind of what this means for this upcoming weekend, the Portland Open, when they come back to Oregon. Well, what I can say but, is that this event had the weakest strength of field, both MPO and yeah. MPO, by a lot. So you, you got to take whatever. results with a grain of salt. Yeah, but. there are some. There is like one key result here that we'll get to, but most of the event, you know, it's, it, well, it, this it one. Is, this one was a true silver event in the sense that like the field was very weak. This one, typically, we watch coverage all the way through, and well, no, we, dude, can we don't. Up. We don't watch this. That's golf. true, actually. People in the comments, we don't, we don't watch, watch this golf. <laughs> I, this is what we do every week is we just look at the results and just wing it. We haven't yeah. seen anyone throw a single disc all weekend. Um, that's what we do every week. That's this podcast. I was making sure, yeah, Katrina Allen, Paige Pierce, Chris and Tatar. Yeah, it was a weak field. All not in the field. I don't even think, was Valley Mandahano even in No, the she's field? not back till She comes back for DDO. I knew she was coming back soon. Okay, so FBO, no one in the field. Um Winner, we have Cat Merch take it down. Sayananda second. Holland Hanley, Lisa Fakus, Maria Lee. There were, there third. were like decent players in the field, obviously. Like, I mean, Cat Merch has already won this year. Yes. Um, but there was not any of like the big threatening names. Like, Cat uh, Merch was the This big was like the perfect example as to why I have a strong take against Silver Events. Because I, there will be people who say Cat Merch has two Pro Tour wins. And I will say that bunch that's just that you nonsense. can't do that. Nonsense. Like, I understand the silver event happened on the Pro Tour, but her first win and this win aren't on the same level. They're not there. They're not at all there. That's not the same thing. Like Ricky Wysocki, he won this weekend. Matt Bell, Evan Scott tie for second. Ricky hasn't won on the Pro Tour yet this year. He has. But See, that's where but you, you see what I'm saying. He has. I agree that it's confusing, but you people can't. can't. This, but my whole you my whole problem is you can't. Like he doesn't have a pro tour win. He yet. does. No. Yes. No. Objectively, yes. Objectively, yes. Okay. But he so does that, not have a pro tour win yet. He does. No. Because a pro <laughs> you, tour. There's, I understand that's what you're saying, but you can't just word it that way. But the th- problem is, <laughs> yeah, the problem what you're is saying golf, is wrong. <laughs> but the problem is in golf, you have like a, a PGA tour win and a Corns Ferry tour win or. They're not. You never. Okay, but there are there are PGA Tour wins with much much weaker fields. Sure, but they're all on the same level. 
They're all elite events, if you want to put it into golf terms. But what are you... My problem is... Your argument is that one is lesser than the other because the field's weaker. So, the technical term people should be using is elite series wins and and silver event wins. But people use pro tour wins. Yes. That's my whole problem. I agree it's misleading. So, that's why I'm saying, if we're saying, if we're going with pro tour wins to call... If we're calling elite series wins pro tour wins, we can't call silver event wins pro tour wins. Yeah, you should call them elite series wins or silver wins. They need to be separate. So, we can't say Ricky has a pro tour win. Yeah, you because of the you way shouldn't. it's used, you shouldn't say it. That's yes. why I'm saying Ricky doesn't have a pro tour win because of the way it's used in disc golf. He does have a pro tour win. You should not say but it. But you see way. how it's used in disc golf. He, this is what I'm saying. Yes, it's confusing. Yeah, it's confusing because the pro tour puts on both tours. Yes. But he, Ricky has a silver event win. Cat Merch has one silver event win, one pro tour win. It's how I would prefer it to be said. You should just say she has one silver event win, one elite series win. That's a lot less confusing because now yeah. what you just said is confusing. Well, no, because what it should well. The Disc Golf Pro Tour shouldn't... The Silver event should be, in my opinion, a separate thing. But it's like, there should be the Disc Golf Pro Tour, and right. there should be the Silver event. Well, they should just call it the Silver Tour. That's that, what I'm saying. That would solve the problem. Because that's, what, that's hey, where the lines get blurry. Let, yeah, let, what, there's the solution. Let's just call it the Silver Tour. Because I like... I like... Love it. I like, Are you in? I'm in. I like Elite Series wins being called Pro Tour wins. It does sound it doesn't, it doesn't sound weird. It sounds weird being like Elite Series mm. win. Pro Tour win sounds right. That sounds fine. Yeah. The whole problem is that encompasses the silver events. So we need a silver tour. So that's why we need the silver events. Like, you, it's just very misleading if you get to the end of the year and people say Cat Merch had two Pro hey, Tour someday, wins. You'd be like, yeah, okay, whoa, though. Someday yeah. in the whoa. Disc Golf History book, they're going to talk about Hunter's hatred for silver events. It's like the funniest thing. Well, it's not. It's just <laughs> I I wouldn't have any problem if people just It agreed. keeps you up at night. I just hate watching people tweet. <laughs> And say like, he hates it. Mo- like a like people will say Cat Merch is a multiple time Pro Tour winner. Yeah, true statement, but misleading. Very I, misleading. That's yeah. why I hate about it. Is like you can look at it and you have to now you have to when you say that have a bunch of caveats behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's like well, frick the caveats. Yeah, Silver we can make this tour. way easier if we just all agree. Silver events less important than Pro Tours. Everyone should agree with that. A silver event is less important than a the pro- main, main event. The, when it's going to get tricky, though, is when there's a silver event that has a higher strength of field than a pro tour event. That doesn't, that, I don't care. That's fine. Then it just makes it tricky. But a silver event win, you also have to factor in, people I think fail to factor this in, you have to factor in how much players care. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think the big, the big, the essence like, that's of the why, whole thing why is... Why does a major matter more? There's going to be major... The European Open has a weaker field than just, Pro Tours. It's just super blur, blurry that we have this, like, secondary lesser events, but, like, most of the field plays a lot of them. So, like, that's what makes it weird. If it, This would not be difficult to discern if every week looked like this one, where... Which, this is the future. Every week will. I, I would think, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, but as I'm saying, like, that's the only thing that makes it blurry is, like... And it's because players can't afford to fly all over the place so they are just in they're just driving so like why would they not play the event and go make well if you're rick or whoever why not go make a few thousand dollars on your weekend yeah and keep and keep in shape like in the future i genuinely believe it won't change until a the purses get really big to where the players just like can take an off week even if they are out on the road or b they get wealthy enough that most of the tour can afford to be just flying well in my opinion what'll make it change is the really good silver events will go up to be elite events, pro tour events is what, because I think in the future, the silver events are going to be, it might also be how I view silver events. Cause in my opinion, they're just going to be the qualifying tour in the future. That's how I've, I always think of them. 
I would, so I, I don't that. factor silver events. I understand they are ran by the Pro Tour. I don't consider them Pro Tour events. I think it's silver because, like, to me, they're already a separate thing. I think my brain's already serve, there. They serve a few purposes. Like, I think one of the purposes they serve is being like an archive for events that they don't want to get rid of to anger people, but yeah. that can't host Pro Tours. Like, that's why the Beaver State Fling is a silver event. Like, if Memorial was still around, it would be a silver event. Like, that, that I think it, it serves half that but purpose. But I think it also is a good, like, testing grounds for future ones. Right. I think that's, like, secondary purpose. But then the Pro Tours also kind of said that they don't really give a frick because, like, Open at Austin, they just threw it right in there. But what I think is... Um, so, like, they, they clearly are like, we don't need to do that. I don't think they really under- know entirely what they have in mind. Well, clearly, them. because they also have Elite Plus events. Hey, man. What the frick's that about? We got one coming up this weekend. <laughs> we got Silver Event, Elite Event, Elite Plus Event, Majors. What I'm are we get, doing? Let's get Hunter has to wear a T-shirt that says like I love silver events. If he loses some challenge, like we got to get some kind of like I would I would, I I'm fine with silver events. I, I love, love eight tiers. Silver events are more important than elite series. I mean that's just a flat out. No, lie. just say silver events are as important. That's as almost important. worse. No, what you would have to do is like give me a shirt that says like. <laughs> The shirt I would hate the most and like is like an equal sign elite series and silver events. So they're just an equal <laughs> no because like those are, that's too ludicrous. Like people would understand it's a joke. It well, would have to be any way to, they're gonna. You'd understand. have to lean into like Ricky Wysocki one time Pro Tour 2023 winner. Yeah, I would hate that because I'd have to like explain my shirt to people. And be like, no, this isn't true. <laughs> yeah. Guys, don't. This is not. This is not true. Don't look at like my the other ones explain themselves. That one I'd be like, well, no, like I don't agree with my shirt. Mm. I have to explain it. But I think in the future, what will end up happening is I think there'll be so many pro tours that there won't be a reason to have silver. Like players won't have a reason to play silver events. I can see that. Because like the other thing that kind of is confusing about the Cascade Challenge is we just had the Beaver State Fling. Back-to-back silvers Which is, is in Portland. Yeah, back-to-back silver events up in the Northwest, you're just asking for players to not go there. Well, what was confusing is... Because, like... Beaver State Fling's in Escatada. I said it wrong last time. It looks like Escatada, but there's a K in there somewhere. Escatada? And it's, like, 20, 30 minutes from Portland. Then they go up to Washington for the Cascade Challenge, and they just come right back to the Portland Open. It's pretty weird. So, I think a lot of players just, like... Frick them to stay in Portland. It's like, why not just practice know, Portland dude. Open? It looked like a lot of fun. Did you see Alden and the gang playing snow snow tic tac toe with their discs? I don't know. I would have had fun. Um, but nobody else. Anyways, all <laughs> of that said, Ricky Wysocki did take it down. He's back. He he's he not, said it he was his first. He said it was his. He said it was his first. Uh, what did the, he say? He said it was his first weekend feeling a hundred percent. No, did he say like I want to know what like guys that win these events? Talking about his back. Like, what are they saying? Like, I think he did say I'm back, officially back or something. No, like, like did he say, like, it, that he won on the Pro Tour? <laughs> Let's I see. know the Pro Tour says that. This, That's what really gets under my skin. Mm. It's like the Pro okay, Tour is like... He didn't say anything The Pro Tour will call crazy. The Pro Tour will call both winners of silver events and Pro Tour events, main events, Pro Tour winners. And that's where, like, I start getting confused. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't call them both the same thing. He doesn't say that. He just says it's your Cascade Challenge champion. No, they don't always say it. They just said, like, Jennifer Allen, she won the first time on the Pro Tour, mm. they said, and stuff like that. Oh, this one here. She picks up her second DGPT win of the season. That, see, see, that see, is misleading. Frick that. Frick Frick that. that. Throw that out Frick the window. It. Frick that, dog. On <laughs> here, I am, I am making a grip lock wide statement okay right now this is a rule you speak against this you'll be shot this is a rule on grip lock connor you have the mute button if anyone goes against this rule instant two minute mute yes sir oh gosh if we say pro tour win it is synonymous with elite series win okay silver event is a silver event 
Yes. Yes, so if sir, we say Mr. Hunter, sir. Ricky Wysocki does not have a Pro Tour win yet this year. <laughs> he does not. Oh, he Hunter, has a my Hunter. Event Repeat it back to him. Say it, everyone. Rick, Ricky, Ricky Wysocki, Wysocki does, not does not have, have a, Pro a Pro Tour win, win this season. This year's season. Yes. All right. Okay. That way, now you, the viewers at home, <laughs> Can I eat lunch now? <laughs> you, the viewers at home, understand when we talk. If we say Pro Tour win, you know what we mean. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to help clarify everything. And he said grip lock, grip lock wide. So all listeners yeah. as well, you, you are will get being a two held minute to mute. this as well. You'll get a two-minute mute. Can we yeah. censor it too? Can he bleep it? Yes. That'd be fun. That's okay. mandatory. All right. If someone's, if I someone won't abuse misspeaks. That. I won't abuse that. Please don't. We'll wait till it happens naturally. Yeah. I'm sure it will eventually. It will add a lot if of someone, if someone, yeah, that's why I won't, I won't abuse if it. If someone slips, they get muted and you have to bleep it after so that our viewers don't have to go through that. Okay. Actually, I want you to voice dub them. And you say okay. silver event okay. in an intense tone when someone misses <laughs> Silver <mistakes>. event. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor's like, yeah, so Ricky Wysocki, he's a silver, silver event winner this weekend. <laughs> silver event. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, Thanks, it is man. fun. But Ricky, there is one thing Actually, about Ricky. Actually, never abuse it. I would, li- I would like to do it then. <laughs> there is a thing with Ricky. Back a few seasons, his favorite word was momentum. Mm. He loves it. He loves momentum. He, loves he momentum. feeds it. I feel he like there's not a, a lot of players that do, but he is a one of win. Those guys. Boy, regardless of what where you're at, a win's a win mm-hmm. in regards oh, to a win's a win. In regard, <laughs> can you let me finish my sentence? In regards to momentum, <laughs> really, a win's a win in regards to momentum. Yeah. You can go win a C tier, and you're like, I just won. Yeah, yeah. You feel better than if you just lost. Like Gannon Burr, who just finished in 21st place, loser. I mean, that dude can't feel good going into Portland. <laughs> what the heck, dude? Eagle McMahon finished in fifth. He hung around. Loser. Um, yeah, he. you know what? He was the he fourth. He lost. He lost. He lost. Brody Smith had himself an okay weekend. 15th, baby. 15th. I'm just Loser. trying to find Gannon Burr. There he is, 21st. Loser. 11 strokes off pace in a three-round event. Who, came in, sec- who came in second? Matt Bell and Loser. Evan Scott. Loser. <laughs> True statement. Lost by three. You're very careful, um, dude. Yeah, dude. Well, they lost. It makes him a loser. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Every that's true. Statement. You guys need to back off. No, no yeah. they didn't lose Connor in the Pro Tour, though. True. True. Silver event loser. Yes. Suzer. A little worse. Ooh. Dang. Ooh. We need, um, to, we need Maybe we need to get that ratings tool. I'm trying to think how... We need to make that ratings tool, but you just like enter like what uh how many strokes you want a, a pro tour buy or something like that and then have it adjust for like what would happen at a silver event or like vice versa like oh like how can we spin the silver event thing into another one of those web tools that's like <laughs> or just like say oh no, no this is it you just say you just a questionnaire and it just says did you win an event and if you say yes you get to the next question it says was the event in a lead series and if you said if you say um you say no and it says was it a silver event you say yes and it says you did not win a pro tour <laughs> just, says, just a buzzer it either just says you won a pro tour if you hit that you uh that you won a lead series and if you hit that you won a silver series it says you did not win a pro tour event <laughs> i was just gonna say we, we could make it where you just like type in a player yeah. and if they didn't win it just says loser loser <laughs> like it's like it's just like a we need to just make a disc golf search engine that we control yeah just like oh that. what place did matt bell come in this weekend loser <laughs> <laughs> where did he finish what was what was his round rated loser yeah did not win he just says it in different ways he was not the winner he did not come in first place <laughs> he lost by three strokes yeah he was Ganon, he was oh, second best what happened this weekend he lost by 11 loser that's all it says doesn't say what place that's funny. That's how we are. So that's the Cascade <laughs> Challenge. Ricky did have a very mean spit out that 
But to be fair, Ricky throws spit outable putts. To be fair, it was a very high putt. Big dog be throwing. Mm-hmm. Those I saw. Nose. I saw a lot of tweets outraging about it, and I hadn't seen the putt yet because I wasn't watching. He coverage. throws like nose down high putts. And then um, the pro tour posted the video of it, and it was like four or five chains higher than you. Because like, it was dead does, center. I'll give him that, but he, it did bounce off those, the pole high. A lot of times he gets those ones that tuck up into the chains and then throw back. Like this it, was just a straight. I'll it just find went, it. It went straight pole. Um, mm. but Ricky was like Gotta leaning. In, he Ricky was leaning into it hard. Got to start talking about. A basket design, guys. We should not listen. I'll I'll say this oh, much. You know what? Did y'all didn't did y'all watch a, the coverage? Huh? No, sir. I only saw a little bit. Okay, so you might know the answer. What do you just know? Ricky got spit out on a basket on coverage by hitting the pole. What basket was it? I have no idea. I didn't see it. Like what? What? I like, was it the pole. Uh, chain star, disc oh, catcher, oh, oh, veteran. Oh, in, uh, disc catcher. I was gonna disc say catcher? disc catcher as well. Disc catcher, or veteran. Star. Oh, chain star. Star. Okay. star. Here's what I'll say about the prodigy baskets, and because like the prodigy baskets have their flaws. Of course they do. Well, disc can't get to the pole. But disc can't. Baskets. Well, no. But they have a they wrap uh, that inner layer like very tight around the pole and have like mm-hmm. those horizontal chains mm-hmm. to where you cannot have. The situation where, because sometimes the disc just gets hits in an unlucky spot and turns into the pole, and it just bounces straight off of it. And that like, also is not what happened. This disc, I'm trying to find. This I gotta thing. see this. A lot, sometimes I, with I those just, nose down putts, what you're doing is you're showing the flat part of the disc to the chains too much and giving it too much momentum to swing. Back well, that's out. what I, that's what he normally does. But yeah. he said he hit pole, and usually if you hit pole, it the disc there just gets turned into it. Oh no, he did hit pole. It looked like it did first time I watched it, but maybe not. It was a long putt. It, I think it bounced oh, off the pole. Gosh, I, it was bad. Whatever happened. Yeah, no. It like seemed like it hit like fine. No, yeah, it looked fine. It was just the only problem with the putt is a little high. Mm. That was it. So uh, it was a, it was a pretty good putt then. It was, oh yeah, it no, was, it was a good putt. It was a true ninety nine percent of the time out. it's in. Okay. It was not one of those like where just, you like, throw it and you're like, well, duh. Yeah. Oh, that's never going to stick. I just want to mm. get to the point. Somebody needs to design a software that can like individually track the disc and the chains on a basket and like analyze spit outs and find out why they happen. What are the c- most common trends for spit outs? Because like we think we know, but we might not really know. Who knows? Um, and then like design a basket that like does better. Or just sit an things. iPhone on top of each basket and ask AI to catch the putt. That is true. AI will probably just take care of it. Yeah. Now, this weekend, yeah. this is the important... We talked about this beginning of the year. This is when it, the split happens. Paul McBeth is officially in Europe. He's split up with the Pro Tour. Um, he, Which it is fascinating that he's missing an Elite Plus event, which just shows you... Don't care. ...that you add the Plus next to it, and players don't care. He don't care. Well, specifically, Paul McBeth does not care. Don't care. Um, so, this <sighs> weekend, he's care. playing the European Pro Tour Estonian Open... Uh, in Estonia, I was going to pronounce the city. Not going to try. Don't try. Um, now, when we were going into the year, there was a lot of like questions surrounding his European tour, and there was a lot of scenarios of like, because obviously Paul's doing this as a brand building. Um, this isn't a he's trying to win the Pro Tour season. This is a he's trying to grow his brand in Europe. Play. He will get silver event points for this. Remember that. Um, but that was, that's not really a factor as to why he went over there. Now, I would imagine Paul probably expected when he was planning this trip for his season to have looked a little different up to this point. That would have been great to like Mm. have a win or like a top three. How much more, I guess like how, with, with the start of his season, 
I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel but like, like I feel you like, get what I'm saying. I feel like the feeling, the <laughs> yeah, feeling yeah, he yeah. wanted to have was, all right, first se- first part of the season done, got at least one win. Like I can kind of just like play out this. I feel like what he could be feeling now is anxious to get back on the tour. Doesn't think like because there's think- unfinished business there. Now I will say this, Paul. We know like a big part of his prep and like what he cares about these days is USDGC and Worlds and the yes. European Open, the three. And like he could so easily take one of the like. But I think he cared he, about Champions Cup too. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. But I'm just saying like there are the three of the big events that I think he could literally win one of those three and say that his season in his mind was fine. Um, which realistically these days winning a major, I mean, that's a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm. I, but I, I do feel like if it were me, I'd be like, like I wouldn't like the way that I left, knowing that like it was not a good start to the season. But he, there's a lot in front of him. I will say this: like it's going to be fascinating seeing how he plays. In well, Europe. does this? Does this? He better win some of these events. Well, in I Europe. guess what sucks now is if you're like Lori Lettinen or Jesse Niemannen, who's dirty. They're the two highest rated players behind Paul in this field. If one of them wins, it kind of sucks for them now. Because mm-hmm. like no, I don't think that's what's gonna be going through their mind. No, 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 no. I'm saying public perception wise, it, it's a different than if you have Calvin Heimberg go over there right now. Yeah, or I mean, someone who's you hot definitely on can tour. say like Paul is cold right now. Yeah, but you're it, like he's still the reigning world champion. Yes. Like I, I yeah, I'm just saying like I this, think I think that's a little bit reading into it to say that like it's gonna hurt like if if those guys go out there and beat Paul and Beth who is still a very good disc golfer like it, it's I don't think it's really gonna make that much of a difference. Whether if it was Paul there that they're beating or if it was Calvin, I, I don't think it. Makes it would sense. make a big difference in how I perceive them this year. Because like either way, Paul's either not way, in our top ten right now. Either way, anybody who beats Paul is confirming that they would be a legitimate force on the Pro Tour if they were to go over. Because Paul is still a legitimate force on the Pro Tour. Sure, sure. Now if they beat him consistently, like if Lori Lettinen, but if if it's just a one-off win, I would somewhat disagree with your statement. But if they beat him consistently, yes, I would agree with the statement. Um. But I think, like, previously we were saying coming into the European stretch, Paul needed to win all of them. Or we expected Paul to win all of them. Yeah. Where's expectations now? How many is he playing? Four? I believe it's four prior to... Prior to, like, when people So we have over. the one, two... The Konopiste... When is the first... The first one that people were actually the playing silver is bit? PCS. P, no, that's the... That's an elite one, isn't it? So, yeah, the Sula Open. PCS Open. That's an on. A that's a pro tour. I think the Skelefta might be. Well, they're all silvers now, technically. But more than likely, he has one, two, three, four, five before the Skelefta, which is the event before the PCS Open, which is a full pro tour, then the European Open. So he's over there for two months. I mean, all of June. All I'll, of July. I'll say this: of that entire swing, including European, so one, two, that would be. What seven events? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight events. events. Of those eight events, I think for I mean, if I think if he wins the European Open, then none of the rest of it matters because, like, ultimately, like if you win the major, but if he doesn't win the European Open, I think he needs to win at least three of them to like take something away. I, I think he, at his mind, I mean, he he should probably he should probably take four of five. I mean, the guy, like, his next best competitors are rated 20 points below. That's going to be interesting to see because, I mean, like you just said, apparently you go to the States to get ratings. Yeah. So, which might, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe. It could be true. It could be true. I I just cannot wait to see the field. Like, it'll be mind-blowing. Like, what happens if, like, there's, like, 10 guys that are just, like, 
killers over there that we didn't really know about, and they didn't really know that they were that good. And then Paul goes over there, legitimizes their hopes of like, oh, we could make it on tour, and all of a sudden next year the tour just gets flooded with just these <laughs> these guys from uh, from Europe. That would be awesome. So I, I that's I'm mostly looking forward to this to see how these other guys stack up to Paul because I think it's just awesome to like discover new talent. How much pressure is on Paul during this? I don't think Paul really feels pressure. I would say like public perception wise, we're going to, we're putting a lot of pressure on him. Cause like we expect him to go clean house. Yeah. So like there, like in that sense, there's pressure, but I don't think Paul cares. Now what would well, be interesting cares, I don't think he feels pressure is let's just say that he does what we expected back beginning of the season prior to Paul's cold start. Cause after his cold start, I'm expecting like two or three wins. Um, yeah, I still, I still European. Expect o- I'm not including the full pro tour, of the European open in that I'm saying prior to those, I'm expecting two to three. Um, Because once the field comes over, then it's just like a a normal pro tour, a normal Mm -hmm. major, um, as far as the top end of the field goes. goes. But prior to that, I'm expecting two or three. Going into the year, I would have said I expect him to sweep it before the pro tour field comes in. So my perceptions changed slightly. um, But it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see, like, I mean, there's a realistic chance... Like he could go over there, and there could be some killers that we're unaware of. Well, there could be good players and that he know could the just course better and not win any of them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it'll be very interesting though to see if he goes over there and he does do what we expected. The other he thing, does sweep. Well, the interesting thing too will be those players are going to have the factor of playing on camera with Paul McBeth, who yeah. a lot of them probably look up to. That is going to make them pretty shaky. Well, the good news some is of them if they're if they're consistently there. Then by week like three, they're yeah. going to be used to it. Um, but if Paul does go over there and he does sweep, he does pick up four, five, six wins, whatever it is, he could come into the PCS Open and the European Open with a ton of momentum. And then post European Open, he's going straight to Ledgestone, which is another event he likes. So the European Tour, where at the beginning of the year seemed like not that great of an idea, not that. If this is a great turning point for Paul C. It could be, possibly. yeah. It could be a could nice be, launch pad for him. This could be something where he gets some wins. He starts getting some confidence, starts getting some momentum. The Pro Tour comes over for the PCS Open. He wins that. European Open, he wins that. Then he comes back with multiple wins and a major championship under his belt, and then he could be straight back in contention for Player of the Year and the front runner of the Pro Tour going the rest of the season because we're heading into the stretch that Paul's very good at Yeah, when we get back to the pro tour. Mm-hmm. So this could end up being a very big storyline. If Paul gets momentum, it could also just like, he's already got one flat tire. It could slice three more and just kind of like Dang. muddy his season. You're if he just gets tires. over there, can't win, doesn't win the European open, doesn't win that. And he comes into Ledgestone with just like, he basically went over and applied air brakes to a season. Mm. Dang. Um, but in my opinion, <clears throat> I, maybe it's because I'm always a Paul McBeth fan. I am expecting, I think he gets over there I think the the ball starts rolling. He's going to be feeling good. He's going to be feeling confident. He's always excited to be in Europe. I think that excitement is going to translate to the course. I think he's going to win this first weekend. I think once he wins, it's going to be hard to get him to stop. And I think the ball is going to keep rolling. I think he's going to end up winning the European Open. And he's going to come <laughs> back into Ledgestone with a ton of momentum. And no one's going to dominate the Pro Tour by like winning out. But I think he'll pick up two or three more Pro Tour wins and then possibly go off with Worlds or... USDGC. He could end his season with three to four Pro Tour wins total, including the like PCS Open. 
not including silver events, you know, grip lock standard, three to four pro tour wins total and a major. And that would probably put him there ain't no close way. to or there front of. There Pat. ain't no way homeboys win he could. four pro tours. Well, PCS opens one. Yeah. Then if he's hot, which I'm predicting, Ledgestone, boom. He goes straight to Idlewild, loves Idlewild. Boom. Now we're at three and the dude's on fire. He went into Worlds. I, I think you're giving a little too much credit to momentum. I'm just saying he could. Well, sure. He's a momentum player, man. Yeah. He could. Because winning back-to-back nowadays is what do like you almost think, impossible. Um, we'll go into Trevor's trivia post this, but I want to ask this question. Now that we've seen the Pro Tour kind of play out through, we're almost into June. We're almost halfway into the year. Player of the year, end of the year, what does their resume look like? It's going to be Calvin. And what does he have already? Oh, you're predicting the player of the year. Yeah, well, because it's, it's going to be Calvin. And because what does he have already? Two Pro Tours and a Silver? I'll find it for you. Uh, screw Silvers. I'm saying Pro Tours and Major wins. What is it? What is I'm there? going to include silver wins. Well, the well, Pro Tour will kick him. Will will factor. No, our it player in. of the year. Okay. Well, I, I'm not factoring silvers. Well, I will, and I'm okay. part of the panel, so that's fine. Fifty percent of the panel. Connor's the tiebreaker. So Connor, silver's going to be factored in to yours. I factor in half of the silvers. All right. So about twenty-five percent of the silvers. Seventy-five percent of silvers matter, right? Oh yeah. How does that matter? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because you have, but you're at zero. I'm at zero. You're at fifty. No, I'm at 100. You're at 100. So that at puts 50. us at 50, and then he adds an additional 50, which is split 25-25. I think it's 75. Mm, no, it would go down. It would be The percentage would be lower than 75 if we were at 150-0 because two of those percentages are lower than 75. I don't know, man. I think it'd be 25% if I'm, not I'm a math doing math correctly. I say it's good. Here, you know what? <laughs> Let's just do this. 100 uh-huh. plus 50 plus 0. zero. That equals 150. So it's 50%. But Because it, it, we have 300 possible points to give out. You well, give out 50. We're like making things up right now. So I don't even know. Like <laughs> There is no structure or no, panel. Listen to this. We have 300 possible points. Where does that come percent, from? Percentage points. Okay. If you're at 100%, okay. 100% and 100%. Okay. We are collectively 150% in to silver events. Okay, yeah, that makes out sense. Out of 300%. Then possible. I account for whatever number me saying would equal the total being 50%. That's what you did, 50. Okay, then that's what I'm doing. Nice. <laughs> okay, Calvin Heinberg right now has one Pro Tour win, two Pro Tour wins, and one silver I win. I was right. Two um, Pro Tours. So I think that Calvin will be a player of the year. I think he finishes with four Pro Tour wins, and one, he keeps the one silver and wins one major. You think he wins a major? I think major. I think one ma- his first major. I think he wins worlds, and I think he has finished. He wins two more pro tours. So I think I think that's the resume. So you're saying four pro tour wins, one major is the resume it would take to topple Calvin, or to, to, or like that's where you think the does screw Calvin. Forget who he is. Yeah, just the pro the player three, of the year at the three end. Three pro tours and a major is gonna would also be is, is gonna be pretty convincing. I think if, three if, pro tours and a major. Three, three, three pro tours and a major will put you in the conversation so for sure. If Macbeth has a terrible rest of the year, no pro tour wins but wins two majors. He'd be mighty close. Two majors versus three pro tours and one major. He'd be close. Close but short. Yeah. I think. Close but short. So if Paul wins European and then picks up USDGC, I he'd mean, be I mighty two, close to player of the year. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean a two major season. Yeah. I mean, two major seasons. Is no, incredible. yeah. It's unfathomable, but it's awesome. Inc- it's incredible. It's yeah. Not, it would, yeah. Time yeah. for a uh, fan favorite segment. This show's kind of all over the place today, but you know. That's okay. Uh, that's what Grip Lock's for. 
Yeah, man. Trevor's trivia. You never know where a grip lock's going. No. If you yeah, did, it wouldn't be yeah, a grip Yeah, you lock. do. It's going right. <laughs> Could be left. What if you're lefty? Um, True. You're right. That's very right. insensitive. I actually, I just have a bunch of, of like fun questions. I was Somebody was tagging me in some Stat Mando tweets, and I realized they have some really fun like stats that I could turn into questions on here. So I've got a few, just a few interesting ones. Um, we can also call this segment Trevor's Titillating Topics. Yeah. I'm titillated. So the first question, <laughs> you guys can work together on these. Trevor titillated The first me. question is, and I don't know, you can tell me <laughs> if you... That sounds dirty, but yeah, it's not. It does. You can tell don't me if you've seen these tweets or not, but <laughs> okay. this one is best total score to par for FPO okay. this season. Um, I'll give you, first place is Kristen Tatar. Okay, that's minus, what I would expect. She's at 101 strokes under par okay. in seven events. Wow. Who do you think, it, like, where do you think it goes from there? Under par. We got to go, oh, score under par? Score to par for the season. I'm not mm. guessing the player, just the score to par. No, you can go, you, I wanted to hear the players. I think yeah. Owen Scoggins is second, personally. Okay, yeah, I, think it's a, I think it's a lead. Mainly because Paige Pierce, up and down, up and down. Okay. Trina Allen, up, down, up, down. Own Scoggins has been like the consistent. So you think the resume kind of canceled out their good? I think that. Well, I think that they're probably like third, fourth. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, Kristen's up there because she's been consistently up there. Mm-hmm. The only other player I'm thinking of that has been consistently up there, albeit several strokes behind Kristen, mm-hmm. is Own. Um, and with it, seven several strokes behind on average. Does this include silver events? Yes. Thirty stat Mando. Um, I'm team PDJ stats. Um, that's a lot of events. A hundred. I'm saying that Kristen's beating her on average. Mm-hmm. Six strokes. Okay. We're going to say that there's like been that. 10 events. So I'm saying Owens Goggins is in second. I'm going to adjust for inflation a little bit and change up the 40. math. I'm going to go 50 under. Okay. You like it? Yeah, I like it. Owns Goggins 50 under. That was a pretty good line of thought. Um, so, actually, second it's all place. wrong. Own is in third at 72 <laughs> under. Not second place. It was pretty bad. Yeah, was second place. place. You want another guess at second? It is not Cat or Page. Okay, well, at least I had that right. Yeah. Cat is in Cat is um, in fifth, and Page is not even on this list. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, another player... There had to have been an event that was like crazy scoring then. And a player must have went off. I mean, Kat Merch is one, but she's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. It needs to be someone who's played a lot of events. Could be like a sneaky Holland Handley. Yeah. What did Trevor's face do when I said that? Um, nothing. Nothing. Okay, well, the winner, the this next person is going to be at 81 under par. Close. Very close. 82 under par. 85 under. 85 under Very par. Cool. So that's what this person is at 85 under par. Okay. Needs to be someone who just doesn't really shoot over par. I mean, it could be like sneaky Missy Gannon. Just like never really over par, but never under par enough to win. But 82 is like... That's a lot. You're of up there strokes. a lot. 85. 85. Even more. <laughs> three. Three. Three more. Three more. That can't be You've already said their name. Holland Handley then. You want to lock in Holland Handley? Sure. It's Holland Handley. Heck 85 yeah. under. It's impressive. Uh, Missy is tied for fifth on the list. It goes, so it goes Kristen at 101, Holland at 85, Owen at 72, Ella Hansen at 60, Kat and Missy at 53, Jessica Weiss at 46, Haley King at 42, Kat Merch at 40, Jen Allen at 35. I would love to know what Paige Pierce is. Very interesting. Yeah, probably close to like even. Well, I guess she had some events where she was over par. Here's another, another question. Mm. 
So Eagle McMahon is the second MPO player ever to win a DGPT the week after missing cash at a DGPT event. Second player ever? Who was the first? And if you could guess the event, bonus points. So they missed cash and they won? They missed cash at a Pro Tour the, at one week, and the very next week they Does won. Does this going to include so let's think silver? Of a streaky, or is this, but it will definitely include silvers. It's a DGP. Team. But I'm saying, did this person win a Pro Tour, or did they win a silver? In this case, they were not silvers. Okay. That's so what we're I was going, to get We're at. going low consistency, case, Pro high, Tour win, and they missed cash at a Pro Tour. They, they got high silvers. potential, low consistency. We don't call them that. Who do we think? Can we, I, can, so we got to think Pro Tour Connor's wins. got a good line of thought. Yeah. I think we can go Colton Montgomery is a solid option. Bradley Williams, a solid option. Um, trying to think who else has done it. Big Germ, James Conrad. But when Big Germ Big won Germ Waco, very well done it. when he won Waco, though, he was kind of the event before was Vegas. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else won? Has won? Ooh, ooh. What if it was no? Isaac Robinson was having a good year when he won at uh, Idlewild last year. He's got to be because like it's got to be a weird, a weird player. Greg Barsby won Texas States. That could, but win last year, right? Two oh. years ago, last year. Oh yeah, that really feels like it could be it. Greg Barsby t- last year or two years ago. Well, was Texas States a silver when he won? Because Trevor just said that I wasn't. Don't I don't know either. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm. <sighs> I like the Colton Montgomery answer, but I okay. don't know if it's right. I think Colton. I like Colton. I like Barsby. I don't think I like Bradley Williams. Okay. Because when Bradley won the preserve, he I was, feel like he was, he was having trending. an okay season before. I'm trying to think of anyone else that it could be. There's definitely other names. I mean, Kyle Klein, I think. Kyle Klein didn't win. Idlewild. He was close. He might have won Idlewild. It's a really hard question. Who do you feel? Do we want to go Greg Barsby? I think... I mean, Greg Barsby makes sense to me, but they all... They all can, like, all those names could fit into that category of they could have done poorly and then yeah. did do really well. But I just can't imagine... Or do you want to go Big Germ? I just can't imagine Greg Barsby just having a great season, like a good season and then winning. It just doesn't feels like it would have been more out of nowhere. We're going to go with him? Let's do it. Let's go Greg Barsby. Ah, darn. Well, it was actually pretty tough to guess because it was Simon Lazat. Oh. oh last year, that he won sense. the MVP Open a, a week after missing cash at GMC. Dang. There you go. That makes sense. Uh, all right, last one. I'm just looking up Greg Barsby. Low consistency, so Johnny high Mc- potential. Johnny McRae. Um, Love him. He is... Just Turbo. three wins, which actually now I think he's only two pro wins away from uh, the 200 pro wins club, the PGA. Wow. He would only be the ninth player, FPO and MPO, joining this list of... We were right, but Greg Barsby didn't win Texas States. Dang. Oh. He performed very well there, but he mm. missed cash at Vegas and Waco and then came in third at Texas States. Okay. So there's eight There's eight other people on this list of 200 pro wins. 200 pro wins. So you guys are going to go back and forth, see who can win, oh, trying gosh. to name them. Do I start or do I go second? Car, you can start. 200 pro wins. In this MPO Johnny and Craig, FPO? Yes. There's very 10 good. Climo. Correct. Brian Schweberger. Correct. Uh, 
Barry. Correct. I draw the obvious ones. I know. I'm, um, I'm out. <laughs> I, I, two hundred so. There's so many. many. I'm trying to think of FPO. I can't. I can't do it though. Correct. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the FPO players who've been around for a long time, but we might have just named the only one that has two hundred wins, and in eight people, maybe not. How many people have we said? We've said. Four. Eight, we've not four. including Johnny. Correct. So we've called four. Shh. Halfway there. Oh, gosh. Um, There's probably two more on this list that you would know, and they're both FPL. Oh, dang. Um... Uh, dang it. Oh, I just forgot her name. Her name just slipped from my head. Get it back. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. I'm because I got in my head is, um, Jennifer Allen. No. Dang it. Des Redding? Yes. I was trying uh, to think of Paige F- Pierce. No. Dang it. It's Juliana Corver. Yes. I Juliana that's, Corver oh, that's took, who was in my head was Juliana Corver. Juliana, dang it. Juliana Corver took that like long stint off. I didn't know how many wins. Who else? What are their MPOs? Paul got 200 yet? Uh, Mike Moser is on the list. I don't okay. know if you guys know it. And nope. the other one is another FPO player, something white. I can't remember their first name. It wasn't written on there. It was just their initial. Oh. So Juliana Corver was the name that was but in my head that before. I couldn't What get is out. Paul at? As pro wins? I have no idea. It takes a like. I mean, I remember, I think Cat is actually close. Really? To the 200 club. Mm. That would, Paul's at that. 145 wins, but I don't know how many of those are pro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It t- 200 pro wins is pretty insane. You have that to play a lot of Masters level golf. Paul's got one, two, three, four, five, six of his wins are MA1. So Paul's at 139. <laughs> He's not going to get it, probably. Unless he, probably play, not. unless he plays into his 50s and 60s. So yeah, like, like Shwe- well, Schwebby's at what, 330? Because you have to kind of be, yeah, I was going to have to dominate Shwebby. the local. Did, did you scene. say Schwebby? Yeah, I did. Schwebby has the most wins all time, I believe. 370. Yeah. You said that for your first I think I think the 300 wins club. I think you said his real name. That's why I didn't remember. See what Kat's at. Because she is like, I think she's like 186 or something. Imagine if I'm right on that. Katrina Allen is at 180. Okay. Yeah, she's getting close to that 200 club. Yeah. And hers are all pro, I think. Nope. She's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven amps. She's at 173. She's got a chance, though. When I asked her about it, she was kind of like, I don't know, might retire. <laughs> yeah, she needs to stop playing on the Pro Tour. She wants to get the 17 wins she local needs. Wins. Um, all right, final talking point today. Um, well, actually, I want to highlight the Tim Selinski U.S. Masters just went down. A lot of players we just mentioned actually were playing there. Um, but Philo Brathwaite took down his first ever major championship win. Dang, tough showing for Feldberg. The MP40 division won, it looks like, in a playoff over Kale LaVisca. Uh, the MP40 division, like it just gets the the Masters division just gets more and more fun. So like you had Philo Kale out there, Dave Feldberg, Chris Shotwell, Dutch Napier. I don't think he was wearing Batman clothes, which was kind of depressing to me. Oh, that was a dude who was always wearing Batman. Remember him? Yes, Dutch Swanson yeah. Prodigy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, Shasta Chris was out there. Matt Dollar, Bobby Music, Bobby Music. Uh, music, but I always said music. Bobby Music is dirty. Um, let's see if there's any other names on here. I'm sure there's a lot of other legends of the sport that I'm sure I'm just going over. Chris Zag- Zagone. I don't know why I know his name, but I do. Okay. 
Um, and then M- FP40 at Own Scoggins beating up on Jennifer Allen. I was Allen. only 10 women in that field versus 102 men in MP40. That's insane. This is the recent growth of FPL. I guess so. Because you, I That's mean, look crazy. at these names. They're all touring players. Own Scoggins, Jennifer Allen, Holly Finley, Sarah Hokum, Zoe Andike. Zoe Andike is 40 plus. Wouldn't have guessed it. Didn't know that. Uh, MP50 at Johnny McRae taking it down. Let's go Johnny. See, Yeti, Jay Yeti Redding was in this field. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right, Connor. I don't see any other. Oh, Dave Feldberg was in that one that too. That was David Fielding. I oh. thought the same thing. <laughs> um, where's Brent? Where's, uh, well, not, well, A, where's Brentster? B, what's, um, where's Barry? Rico? Where's Barry? Where was Barry? What division is Barry in? Where you guys at? Come on, Big Barry. Patrick Papa Brown Bear. won MP55. Uh, Juliana Corver won FP50. Let me go. Was Barry Brown Schultz not here? Tag him. I don't know if all of them. Barry Schultz Terry did Schultz. not play. His brother Terry Schultz. Um, and who else Ooh. was I just saying? I don't know. I just said Schwab? someone. No. Where was Schwab? Was he not there? I no. guess not everybody. That's funny because he's like a master's champ. Where was this event? Was it somewhere like the people didn't want to travel to? I think it was at Beaver State's courses. That will, and there's Eugene your answer. Oregon. And there's your answer. And they put events on the West Coast. It isolates a lot of people, it seems. And you, I never really thought of this. Oh, was an oh East that's Coast what I was saying. Steve but, Rico. Which is interesting because you feel like Masters might, because it was like started. Why was Steve Rico not Coast? out there, man? Mm-hmm. Wasn't disc golf started on the West Coast? Well, that's it what, like, was. It would, yeah. Bobby, think, it would make you think that Masters would be more popular out there. Well, that's why there were so many names, like Bobby Music, who like, yeah. he yeah. was just a La Mirada legend. Mm-hmm. He's a La Mirada legend. Um, La all right, let's go over. Simon had some interesting Instagram takes to wrap up the show. We somehow made a long show out of this. Simon, we every, always do. Every time there's not much to talk about, we, start, we go long. We just start talking. So Simon, first Instagram story said, disc golf needs more Mandos. I used to hate Mandos and thought it was poor course design, but the reality is that we don't have a real disc golf course yet that was built just for disc golf. Until then, we need more Mandos. And get rid of all drop zones. If you miss the Mando, play it where, play it, where it lies with a stroke penalty. Also, all OB should be hazard. Equals better game. Second slide. He said, also, we need areas that don't give you a stroke penalty but make your next shot more difficult, like forehand only, no run up, roller only. More skills will actually be beneficial. There's like it's like an every other take is good. First take, disc golf needs more mandos. I agree. I'm fine with Get that. rid of drop zones. Disagree. Disagree hard. Disagree. Yeah, because a lot of times mandos are still used for safety. A lot of times, but like I actually, I don't. You also could break holes. Like I've seen holes where, like the mando is the only thing that's making me go up and turn there. So I could just like the holes right here. I could have to throw easy park it, take the stroke and get yeah, yeah. or I could just like chuck through the woods, accept my stroke. And yeah. It yeah. breaks holes. So yeah. drop zones, I think, are crucial. But I agree more Mando. Literally, the point of the Mando is to make you go a certain way. And if you are going to play it where it lies, you now don't have to go that way. <laughs> you have a stroke, yeah. Mm. Yeah, like it. Um, all OB should be this hazard. This is the worst take. Disagree. Crazy disagree. Hazard and OB should be different things. Yeah. There should be more hazard used in disc golf. I, I agree say. hazard is underused, but OB... And, like, for example, I mean, you just mentioned the whole, like, we don't have disc golf courses built for disc golf. Well, like, New London, which is a fantastic course, most of the OB out there is because it's a protected area. So, yeah. like, you can't play from in there. That's the whole point. Well, mm-hmm. what I like about Hazard, though, is there are some courses on, like, golf courses or stuff like that where the OB is uh, just kind of, like, objectively thrown down. And you could rip a shot. Like, let's say I tried going roller for big distance. I got on the wrong angle, and I went OB. And where I went OB, I'm like 300 feet straight at the basket, but my disc just curls way back here. 
to where if yeah. it was hazard, my shot was so bad that I would be 400 feet away. Yeah. Playing in the hazard with stroke penalty, but because it's only OB, I have a I'm actually yeah. having a better lie than when I, the disc. I, so like I just think that both can versus, coexist versus someone who like barely threw OB. And like if they're playing hazard, they'd be rewarded because they threw a much better shot than me. Yeah. I think there's a strategic place for hazard, uh-huh. but OB is crucial because what if that's a fairway? Right. That's what I say. Oh, yeah, you got to have both. I think that stroke and distance OB should exist more. Yes. But I also understand that pace of pace play of would get thing. wrecked because right now our field isn't like it's, it's not, not as deep enough. as it could be. Now the secondary one areas where you don't get stroke penalties but make your next shot more difficult. I've always agreed with this. I don't agree with everything said in it. Forehand only? No. No. No run up is the only one I agree with. Yeah. Roller only? No. That's, that's the dumbest thing. That yeah, make that's silly. But no run up, I fully agree. I think that this is a great way, in my opinion. I've even I like, like the no run up. I've even messed with in my head thinking through like, should we allow run ups in the middle of the fairway? Like are is run ups are now the only thing is it makes disc golf less exciting, which is where mm-hmm. I've always stopped the thought train. But like run ups are kind of like RT in golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't really get to tee it up in the middle of the fairway. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it would make you like be a little more strategic. But I like the idea of you're on a long par five, and the hazard on the right is no run up, stroke penalty, no run up. Yeah, or maybe no stroke penalty, just no run up. So then you know if I go over there, it takes away my eagle chance because yeah. while players can still throw 400 some feet, you lose no run up. If you try to throw that far, you don't have the run up to give you that extra. Like if you, if it requires two 500 foot shots and I throw my first 500 foot shot into the hazard and I have to go stand still second, it takes Eagle completely out of play. Now imagine this. Now this is a, this would not work for the reason of flight numbers being inaccurate, but imagine if there were places you landed where like you had to throw a certain speed disc, like you could only throw up to a putter. It'd be like landing in the sand and having to take enough loft to get yourself out of the sand, that would never work because of flight numbers being inaccurate, but that would be interesting. Well, what disc golf as course design advances and you can manipulate the ground, um, one thing that you could factor in is you could have an area where like the right side of the fairway drops down a little bit and then levels off what? and the basket's on the left side. So like if you go down there, you have to throw nose up to get over this little mm. hill. Yeah. So that you can't like it, <clears throat> it requires a much tougher shot because that's you, a cool like, idea. Question. What material could we use in a bunker that is safe? Like the it's not quicksand, but is so tough to maneuver in that players are just going to not want to even take a run up. I think it would have to be just like, it had to be like a uh, beach sand. Just like really fluffy like the, sand. Like the high, when you first get to the beach. Yeah. That sand. Where it's super where you're like, fine and like sinking in it. Yeah. Because I'm saying like that would be interesting. Because like if you no, take away run ups, if you take away run ups, there are some players that function. I'm one of these players that function so much off of tempo that they get through their run up, even if it's just a tiny one, that like some players would just be awful. You could also just do like really, like really tall grass. That's also true. Yeah. Really no, tall we, grass the, is annoying. The problem. Why I like sand more is you just can't for make the future that look good, really. is yeah. a yes, long grass you can't really make look good. B, it makes you like it, it has a lot of like lasting per- repercussions. Well, so does sand. You get sand all in your shoes if you're throwing but in you sand. But just dump out. Yeah. I, would you rather have sand in your shoes or chigger bites all over your legs? Well, yeah, so yeah. That's more so the long grass you'll lose. Discs. Yeah, long grass like there's you're losing discs and all that like sand because mm-hmm. like you could also go like the clay route. Very similar effect. 
way cheaper. You just pour some water on the right side. Those. Yeah, just slippery. But, but then you have injuries. We're just making now ice. it's just like now it's <laughs> yeah. just taking ice your shoes. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you could probably do the, the right is sand. the best way. But mm. well, and if you if you made bunkers that were like really bowl shaped to where they funnel your disc to a point. To where like there's just not really room to run up and the sand like you can what definitely you design it away. There's like a lot of hay. Well, you know, if if you're if you have a spot where a hay you can do the <laughs> uh, you can alter a course enough, you could just make a dig out the bunker similarly so it has a big lip. It's and basically just make it where in there it, there's never a good footing because mm, you're yeah. always downhill really or up or maybe making them, not uneven like it's smooth but it's just a bolt maybe making okay. them to where like you're having to run downhill and throw uphill or you're having mm. to run uphill Imagine, but like, get up over have you ever watched um like golf on like at like St. Andrews or Lynx courses where the they have pot bunkers to where the lips are like as tall as them yeah that's what they need because then if you, once you go in them, you're either throwing out sideways or you're gonna have to go like overhand or throw something super nose up. Well, I think one of the that would work. One of the keys with a lot of it too is in disc golf, like when courses are co- courses don't have a specific. Like in golf, you see someone go in the sand. You've been in the sand. Mm-hmm. You you understand <clears throat> how difficult that shot is. They're also still relaying how difficult that shot is disc golf courses right now there are scenarios like this like there is tall grass there are areas where it's really low ceiling whatever but because as a viewer it's not obvious on coverage and it's not a blatantly obvious thing like he's in a sand trap in the middle of a fairway i know i can't get out of that as a golfer personally i can't so i'm impressed whatever he does out that is true Mm -hmm. in disc golf that doesn't exist because it's so unique course to course it relies heavily on commentary to explain how tricky of a situation they're in very true. Mm-hmm. Which isn't happening. Because a lot of the because like I played, I've played Idlewild, and it's OB, I believe. Um, but Idlewild has on one of like long par fives downhill a lot of tall grass. I've played it where I wasn't playing it as OB. We were just kind of like chucking, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna just try to see if I can even get up and down. And I tried running up in it, and I couldn't. Like I just I could not run up. It was too thick. Your feet. So I had to go stand still to throw out of it. So, but if like a player decided to run up and just flawlessly executed it, if it wasn't conveyed to me how thick and how hard that shot was, then I'm just thinking think he just threw it. through it. Like, right. yeah, he just ran up in tall grass. Okay. Yeah. It is the tricky, it's the trickiest thing about disc golf is the idea that like, other than running up, our lie on the ground doesn't really matter that much. And that just makes it so much harder to make a pretty way to, to inhibit players. And so that's why courses just keep getting longer because like, that's, that's the easiest way if, right now. If we throw player safety out the window. So we ice. Just, like, I, ice, ice bunkers. Could go ice, but middle of July. No, you're just going to gonna be ice rinks. Just undulations. <laughs> just like foot high and then foot crevice. So it's like, so you have to do like mm-hmm. football <laughs> tower drill, like a football just tire tires drill. tires out there. <laughs> there we go. Now that's a good idea. It's not a good idea. That was actually, I pointed because... There was a course that, that I won't. I won't speak of the course because I don't want to. I don't want to say anything. I've negative played that about course. Uh, we played it, um, and the it, there was a chance of worlds being there. Not a chance of worlds was, was going to be at this course, and the course designer put tires down where he estimated Paul Macbeth's drive was going to land because he wanted. He was like, I think this is where Paul's drive is going to land, so I want him to not have a good run up when he lit great line of thought. I understand line of thought. Where like this is a very, I can't say it because you'll know everyone will know okay. who I'm talking about if I say it. Um great fever dream. Good line of thought as far as 
the uh, I want to make a run up difficult. Mm-hmm. Tires, terrible way to do it, especially for a major. Mm-hmm. So, needless to say, ma- the major stayed in that general area. Course got moved. Mm. But tires, if we, can, if we can find a natural tire, there you go. There you have it. That's grip locked. We'll be back next week. Where are we going to be next week when we do it? I don't even remember. Utah or somewhere? Probably, yeah, somewhere west. Utah or Nevada. Somewhere west. South Carolina, no. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. Dirty Myrtle. <laughs> We're going to be the Outer Banks next week.